Welcome to the Mission Mill Spouse Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we empower military spouses of all branches and all components to conquer adversity, foster confidence, and thrive in this military life. Now, here are your podcast hosts, your Mission Mill Spouse command team. Welcome Mission Mill Spouse podcast listeners. I'm Kathleen Palmer, your director of content here at Mission Mill Spouse, and I'm excited to be bringing you today's full episode of information to empower and enlighten you. Our guest for this week is Ms. Juliana Hauska, the new executive director of Mission Mill Spouse. Juliana has joined our team as a seven-year male spouse. Her husband, Tyler, is an E6 in the Colorado Army National Guard. Tyler enlisted in 2014. Tyler and Juliana now have two kids, ages six and two, as well as three dogs. One of the reasons she joined Mission Mill Spouse is that as a National Guard spouse, Juliana struggled to find a male spouse community. Juliana is very excited to be a part of our team as she steps into the executive director role and helps to empower military spouses by creating a community for all. Juliana, it is with great pleasure that I welcome you to Mission Mill Spouse Podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Kathleen. I'm excited and honored to be here. Well, you're kind of, um, this is this is your baby now, so I'm super excited <laughs> to roll out the new year with this. So let's start off with a little bit about your journey as a mill spouse and maybe talk to us about how you ended up that way and you can tell us the magical story of how you met your soldier. Absolutely. Uh, so I grew up in Colorado um, and that's still where we are, which is fantastic. Um, I met my husband, Tyler, in the summer of 2015, right after I graduated from college. Uh, we met through a couple of mutual friends. Um, he asked me if I wanted to go off-roading. He took me off-roading in Roosevelt National Forest, um, and that was probably a silly decision, uh, you know, <laughs> at the time because I didn't really know him and didn't have cell phone service, but it was fantastic, and um, we pretty much knew from the get-go that we wanted to be together, um, and then our, you know, our story kind of came together pretty quickly. Um, we got married. Uh, we had a really small wedding. We kind of just did it, the two of us. And then uh, we had our first kiddo in 2017. His name is Mattis. And then we had our daughter, Miley, in 2021. Um, we uh, are currently living in Firestone, Colorado, which is about 35 minutes away from Buckley Space Force Base, which is where Tyler serves from. Um, and then, as you mentioned earlier, we also have three dogs. Uh, their names are Sadie, Bluey, and Bailey Sue. And our house is pretty much chaos all the time. Well, no, it absolutely is. But you know what? He kind of started you off with chaos. Like anyone who says, let's go off-roading as a first date. Like, I mean, you you know what you're getting into for. You can't use that excuse. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, no. And I, uh, yeah, I definitely look back now and I'm like, man, if my daughter ever did that, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. But it, uh, it all worked out. And uh, uh, luckily he didn't, you know, get us stranded or anything. So <laughs> That's so funny. So you grew up in that in that area where you met him then? Yeah. So we grew up about an hour and a half away from each other, actually. Um, so we both grew up in Colorado. We're both Colorado natives, um, which is kind of, you know, a unique side to our military story because most people, you know, relocate and they're from different areas. But we both grew up here. And then I moved up to go to college in the town that he's from. And then that's how we met. Wow. Well, and it's funny you'd say you have a quick wedding, just the two of us, which is probably about 35% of all military marriages that you <laughs> off that way. So definitely you were on the right track. So because now I'm an active duty spouse and we have spouses from the like Navy, Coast Guard, Army, everything, Air Force, we have it all, Space Force. Um, 
but as far as National Guard, sometimes that remains a little bit of a mystery. So what kind of things do you struggle with as a mill spouse, as a National Guard spouse? So the biggest learning curve for me with being a National Guard spouse um, is really just that, you know, our setup and our routine is a little bit different from active duty. Um, And one of the things that we struggle with sometimes is National Guard tends to be a little bit misunderstood. Um, We, you know, we typically get tend to people will call us the weekend warriors, meaning that, you know, we only have one one drill weekend a month and a few weeks a year. But that's pretty far from the truth. Um, You know, Tyler's drill weekends are typically four days um, and then his trainings are anywhere from three to four weeks. Um, And then another side of it, too, when I came into it was that, uh, you know, I thought National Guard, well, they don't get deployed. Well, they do they do get deployed. And that was kind of a little bit of a shock. Um, So Tyler's first deployment was definitely something that I wasn't, I didn't anticipate, wasn't ready for. Um, And because we don't live on base, I didn't have a lot of, you know, a community and resources. So I did a lot of it by myself. Um, And that, that was hard. Um, And being a male spouse overall, I think my biggest (laughs) struggle to learn was learning how to be flexible. Um, I'm very type A. I love having a plan. I love know what's, I love to know what's going on. And obviously when you live our lifestyle, uh, that's not a guarantee. You never know what's going to happen. So that's helped me grow as a person, as a mom, as a wife. Um, But it definitely was a struggle for me for a very long time. There should be a support group for type A male spouses. I'm serious. (laughs) I mean, it's got to be the hardest trans. I'm not a type A. So like, it's got to be a hardest transition for people who really like that orderly control because the army doesn't give a rip. No, no, and we don't. We definitely struggled at the beginning, you know, it'd be drill weekend and he'd say, well, I'll be home this evening. And then he'd call and say, "Okay, well, I think I'll think I'll be done around 430 and then two hours pass. Okay, well, I think I'll be home around 830. And then all of a sudden he shows up and it's 745 and it's like, well, you made it eventually. So that's kind of how we live it now is he shows up at home eventually. (laughs) And you just you just pretty much uh, solve the mantra problem of military spouses everywhere. They show up eventually would be a really good one. Yes. But also, you're not just a spouse and a mom. You kind of throw down a full time job as well. So, and you, and as we speak, you had to go into the office to get any peace and quiet. Um, so, what are some of your tips and tricks of doing it all with those three things being such heavy a heavy thing in your life? Well, it's definitely a juggling act. Um, being a full time working mom and mill spouse is trying to balance spaghetti on a fork during an earthquake most days. Um, <laughs> we, you know, my biggest tip is caffeine. Uh, I tend to thrive off of coffee, but really, um, truthfully, it's my biggest tip and what I've had to learn over the last, you know, seven years is never be afraid to ask for help. Um, I, you know, I had to learn how to ask people for help and I had to learn how to find resources that I could lean on uh, because with without fail, whether it's a drill weekend or if it's an annual training, there's going to be a sick kid or there's going to be a broken air conditioning machine. Um, And of course, it's going to be a day that you have work and it's a big day and you've got to be there. So um, finding, you know, people that you can ask for help and feeling comfortable to ask for help is a huge part of how we make it work. Um, And also to, you know, finding a place to work that they understand, you know, I, so I work for a family owned company in Colorado and I'm the only male spouse, so they don't uh, truly understand, but they are very compassionate and they are very understanding of my lifestyle and that 
things change all the time and that I'm typically, you know, the parent that has to go pick up the sick kid or I'm, you know, the one that has drop off and pick up. Um, and I'm very fortunate to be in that situation. So finding that kind of flexibility and support from the company is a huge one. Um, and also to self-care. Uh, taking care of yourself and your mental health, your physical health. Um, I always say that I can't be a good mom, a good wife, and a good employee unless I'm taking care of me. Um, and that's a huge part of making it all work is making sure that I'm healthy to make sure everyone else can function and is healthy too. No, it's absolutely true. And it's it's funny too, because sometimes the the myth around military life is to civilians is pretty funny. And it's it's you have one or two things. You have like the disbelief or you have the, let me do whatever I can to to help you accommodate. And that sounds like <laughs> a great place to work because a lot of places aren't like that. Um, I remember teaching for Dodds, um, Dodia over in Germany after the first wave of deployment in 2003. And there were principals like not letting their teachers who were military spouses take any time off to be with their <laughs> soldier after they returned from a year long deployment. It's hilarious that how that's changed now from, you know, that time frame. Now they're more accommodating. So super yeah. important. I'm glad you found that. And then the other thing is, don't be afraid to ask for help. I don't know why that is so hard for us. I mean, it really is. It's you know, I think a lot of it goes back to, you know, I think male, male spouses here all the time. Uh, you're so strong and you've got this covered. You've got this handled. Well, yeah, we do, but we still need support. We still need help to make it happen. And so, you know, I always thought for a long time, people would say to me, oh, you're so strong. I don't know how you do that. Well, so I thought, oh, I have to take care of it myself. And then I realized, well, I can't, there's no way. And yeah. so that part of asking for help is it's huge because, and it, it's also hard too, when you, you don't necessarily, not every male spouse has family nearby and you have to find people that, um, you know, can become your family to ask for help. Oh yeah. Your family is very important. And it's funny because <laughs> Um, my family sometimes be like, oh, you're spending uh, another holiday with your friends. And it's like, well, it's really not with my friends. <laughs> it's like, you have to get on board with it. You know, you live 7,000 miles away and these are the people who are here. They're, they're family, you know? So yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool. Well, that moves me into the next phase. So like I have been a part of Mission Mill Spouse for about five, six years when it was Army Wife Network and we transitioned over. So how did you first hear about Mission Mill Spouse and our organization? So I had heard about um, Army Wife Network previously um, when I was looking for resources and looking for different communities to be a part of, um, but never really kind of jumped in and got involved. And then I, I'm actually a part of a Facebook group that's for military spouse professional networking because, you know, I'm always looking for ways to try to make being a working male spouse mom a little bit easier and help those. And uh, somebody had posted about the executive director director position opening in that uh, networking group. And I, I looked at it and I I decided what better way to get involved than just to jump in and try it, you know, from the top. And um, it's something that I feel very passionate about. And, you know, jumping into the executive director position gave me a chance to see the whole big picture um, and kind of, you know, see Mission Mill Spouse from the inside out. And that's how I ended up here. It's funny because I'm I'm really busy right now patting myself on the back because I'm the one who put that <laughs> ad in that group because I'm in that group as well. So good job, Kathy Palmer. You know, I'm just teasing. You did it. Um, 
Um, now, well, we're super fortunate that you did. And I know that you weren't the only one who um, applied and was interviewed for this position. So kudos to you for, um, because they must have seen what we're all starting to really see with your leadership is that you're really passionate and you're committed. And I think that's going to be a huge part of going forward. Um, it is, you know, Mission Mill Spouse is kind of young. We've just been around for about a year, but we were Army Wife Network, like you mentioned. And I think that the vision that Sharita Knobloch, who Dr. Knobloch, who was the, you know, the founder of it, what she really wanted when she interviewed people, when we talked a lot about this, was somebody who really had the passion and the heart for military spouses. And she talked so highly of you before she introduced you and how she had found the right person. And we're just, uh, the board had. And so we're just super happy um, to have you here. So do you feel like you're overwhelmed a little bit with it or are you still very excited? I am still beyond excited. Um, you know, I, I definitely have days where I'm like, whoa, what did I get myself into? But you <laughs> oh, know, you'll have it, more it, of those. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny because, you know, I decided to do this. And uh, of course, we're in the middle of moving. Uh, and so and then it was the holidays. And um, it's all the things that, you know, make our lifestyle stressful. But it, you know, it helps me keep going. And I just, you know, from the first week that I started, I have everyone that I've met on the command team um, and then other members of Mission Mill Spouse that I've gotten to talk to and connect with. Everyone's just been so wonderful and so welcoming. And um, it just makes it it reassures me that I made the right choice to come here and be here and be a part of it because I just love everyone. And it's it's really helped me a ton. Well, that's great. And thank you for sharing about yourself. Of course, off-roading, again, as your start to military life, you're okay. I'm not worried about you anymore. But your experience as a National Guard spouse, and it's it's so it's such an important part of military life that every family needs to know how to navigate. Um, it always feels like we're learning something or something more about it. So I'm going to talk to the listeners real quick. If you want to connect with Juliana, make sure you follow her on Instagram at Jules underscore Hauska, H-A-U-S-K-A, Instagram, or you can zip over to our website and read her introductory blog post from January 2nd. And of course, that post tells you a little bit more in detail and you get a little more feel um, about Juliana and what she's bringing to our organization. So stay tuned for more after this quick commercial break. Here at Mission Mill Spouse, military spouses are the priority. With nearly 3,000 blog posts and over 1,000 podcast episodes in our archives, we have the resources and support to empower your military spouse journey, no matter your stage, season, or duty station. To support our mission and other military spouses like you, follow us across all social media platforms at Mission Mill Spouse, subscribe to our newsletter, The Sit Rep, or consider making a tax-deductible donation. We are also all volunteer-powered, so you're invited to join our band of bloggers or our command team. Email hello at missionmillspouse.org for more information. Remember, we've been there. You aren't alone. We've got your six. Welcome back, listeners. We're continuing our conversation with our new Mission Mill Spouse Executive Director, Juliana Hauska. Let's jump right back into the conversation and let's talk a little bit. We we know you're excited about taking the reins of Mission Mill Spouse, but let's talk about the difficult parts. What's been difficult about this transition and this new endeavor? Um, I think the hardest part is just finding my own voice, um, you know, and making sure that I honor, you know, what Mission Mill Spouse is, but also, you know, bringing my own voice and my own personality to it. 
Um, and, you know, we have so much room for growth and change and making sure that, you know, we can succeed and just kind of settling in and finding all the, the quirky things and getting, you know, adjusted to this new aspect of life that I've taken on. Well, everything seems quirky and, and different when you first start something. And then after a while, you're kind of like, wow, like that fire hose drinking is over and um, I can now you know, understand what's going on. So, and I think too, we have, what people don't realize is we're an all volunteer organization. And when I communicate with people, they assume that this is my full-time job. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. funny because that's a difficult part of it for me is that this is a volunteer position and I probably put more hours into it than I do my full-time job sometimes. So oh, absolutely. That, I think that's the hardest part about it, too. Um, but let's move into, Santa. what's the most rewarding part? Um, what, what has been the most rewarding thing so far for you? Um, it's really been getting to know everyone on the command team. I, you know, I feel like I've met so many people that are already like my best friends and people that I've been wanting to, I've been wanting these friendships in this community for so long. And just being able to build these relationships, it's been amazing. And it's it's so funny because, you know, I was telling Tyler, I'm, I'm like, I have so many friends now and I have all these people to talk to and I'll probably never meet them in real life, but they're still my friends. And it's just been so nice to have people who understand what I go through and my day-to-day -day life. And it's been amazing. Well, it's funny you say that. And it, it's hilarious because I wrote a I wrote an article about it that, you know, military spouse friendships are like dog years. You meet somebody for, you know, one year is like seven, you know, one month is like, you know, seven months. And, I, you know, how we always equate that with a dog's age. And it is true. I mean, we we do it quickly and fast. But I think when you when you meet people and you spend all that time trying to figure everybody out and you share things and you get to know people with military spouses, it's different because you share so much common stuff that you can't explain that you yep. just, and it enables you to really form a bond really quickly. So I'm really absolutely it's good for you. And, and I don't know much about the guard because, you know, of course uh, the guard and the reserves are kind of a mystery. My husband's been active duty for 34 years now. So um, it has just been only active bases and things like that for me. So what what do you wish the active component really understood about the the National Guard? You know, I one thing that and I'd love to, you know, as I jump into mission male spouse and get started on everything is, you know, we we're a little bit different than active duty, but we still go through the same things. Um, I've still sat on hold with TRICARE for hours at a time. Um, <laughs> I've still dealt with different areas of frustrations of things that active duty spouses do. And again, it goes, you know, circles back, you know, deployments, you know, we, we went through a deployment. I went through all that and I didn't live on a base. So I didn't have, you know, anybody near me to that really understood what I was going through. Um, so while we, we are a little bit different than active duty, we still go through a lot of the same stuff. Um, and we, you know, I think a lot of National Guard spouses are looking for a community as well to kind of be a part of. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Well, no, and it makes sense too, because, you know, and we, we don't always live on base either. And like right now I'm living in a civilian neighborhood, it is all retired, you know, but most of them are retired military. So they do understand, but they get a big kick out of seeing my husband in his uniform because it's been a while, you know? Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. So I imagine it's a little similar, but um, well, that might move me into my next question, which is, do you have any big changes or projects that you would like um, to plan or implement with Mission Mill Spouse? 
You know, one of the things we've talked a lot about um, is kind of finding ways to make Mission Mill Spouse more um, authentic and more relatable to Mission Mill or Mill Spouses everywhere um, and kind of giving a more realistic view of what it's like to be a military spouse, but while also incorporating all of these amazing support services and all of these other organizations that we, you know, we podcast with and we blog with. Um, so kind of, you know, bringing a realistic aspect to it um, and maybe a little bit of humor, maybe a little bit of fun and just kind of giving us a, a different personality and um, a, a new voice. Yeah, absolutely. There's always room for, you know, change and for, you know, making things a little bit different and, and bringing more voices in. And I think that's something that is important to us as well, um, because, you know, as a, as a staff, because we now are mill spouse, not just army wife. And so that mm -hmm. was a big transition for us. And I still feel like maybe we can bring those other voices in that are underrepresented, like guard and reserve. And then also, man, I'd love to have a Coast Guard spouse right for me. So if there's anyone listening <laughs> right now, you're you're my elusive group, the Coasties. So, um, well, good. We're excited to help you bring that vision. And I know we talked about the next question a little bit, but maybe you have something else. Um, what is I, the question is, what is one piece of advice that you would like other mill spouses to know? And you told us never be afraid to ask for help. But is there anything else that maybe you want to impart at this moment? You know, my last my only other piece of advice is um, try to enjoy what you can. It's not always going to be easy and it's not always going to be fun, um, but try to enjoy the fun and exciting pieces as you can. Um, I, you know, uh, this past summer I got to ride on a Chinook, which was cool. probably the coolest thing I've ever done <laughs> in my entire life. And I waited a really long time to do it because they do spouse flights every year. Um, but the first year that they did it where I was able to go, I was pregnant. So I, I didn't go. And then uh, the next year, Tyler was deployed. And then the following year, COVID hit. And then finally, by the time I was able to go, um, it just happened. And it was the first time that I was able to sit back and sit kind of in Tyler's position and understand what it's like to be in his shoes of the hurry up and wait. But it was so exciting and yeah. so fun. And it really rejuvenated my love for him as a spouse and uh, our military lifestyle, trying to enjoy the small fun things as you can. Well, there's nothing like helicopters to get your juice going. I'm not kidding. That's like sound of freedom. I love it. And I went on a Blackhawk in, in Korea in 1998 um, whenever they did this evacuation exercise to try to get civilians out of there if there was anything big happening. And so I volunteered to be on the team. And of course, I pretty much almost threw up once we started taking off. But that's that's a whole different story. But <laughs> But helicopters rock. That's awesome. And it's it's great advice. You really need to, um, you know, jump in and really embrace our lifestyle and and all the great things that come with it. So that's awesome. Um, OK, so we are jumping into our final like we call it the lightning round just for fun. So um, we'll see what you what you're made of here, Miss Juliana. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. OK, flying or driving? Driving. Absolutely. Yeah, well, obviously, Miss Road Dog. <laughs> I love oh. being in a car. It's, I don't know, it's Tyler nice thing. We love to go on drives. Yeah. Um, I love road trips. It's just something that we love to do together. So definitely driving. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm from Texas. So we. I'm a driver too. Um, okay, chicken or beef? Chicken all the way. I'm a hot wing girl. I love hot sauce, hot wings, chicken wings. My favorite. 
Oh, wow. Awesome. Okay. So I think I know the answer to this one, but big cities or small towns? Interestingly enough, it's actually big cities. You like big cities. I do love big cities. Um, I don't know if I'd love to live in one, but visiting them, I love being, you know, kind of in that hustle and bustle and being around a lot of people um, because we do live in a smaller town. So definitely big cities. Awesome. Well, no, and I do. I enjoy big cities too, because, but then there are times where you get two people and you're like, all right, I need to retreat. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) All right. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to see if you, I know the answer to this one too. Mountains or beach? Mountains, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I am out of not Colorado. If you said beach, <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm not much of a beach person. I'm not much of a swimming person. I love the mountains. Um, and currently, where we live now, we have a beautiful, beautiful view of the Rocky Mountains, and it's my favorite thing ever. Awesome. Okay, movie theater or couch at home? Movie theater, mostly for the popcorn. But I love going <laughs> to the movies. <laughs> I'm with you right there, too. There's something about it. They're way more magical when you're in oh, the yeah. strangers on the big screen. Okay, now this next one's a loaded one, and we are Mission Mill Spouse, but that does don't let that stop you. Okay, Army or Navy? Go Army. Yeah, there you go, girl. <laughs> All right, well, Juliana, thank you for joining us on the Mission Mill Spouse podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Kathleen. We're so grateful for all you're doing for the Mill Spouse community and for our Mission Mill Spouse team. Welcome aboard. We're so happy to have you with us. Thank you for tuning in to the Mission Mill Spouse podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with your tribe and leave us a five-star review. Subscribe to our podcast on the podcast app of your choice, including Apple, Google Play, and Spotify. Join us on our mission by making a tax-deductible donation on our website, missionmillspouse.org. Military spouses around the world, thank you for your support. Mission Mill Spouse, empowering military spouses since 2005.